Welcome back to Bat Rankings Beyond, where you can come for Batman, but stay for Spellbinder. He's he's here. He's binding spell. Wait, no, it's different. Oh, he bound your mouth with different words. What did I say? What did I say wrong? Spellbinder and Shriek. God damn it. It's our other. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is Kenny doing a bit? That was Kenny you no. just heard, by the way. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, with me as always. Hey, it's confused Kenny Wendorski. <laughs> well, we're all confused. Somebody's <laughs> using sound vibrations to, to, to jumble the words that are in our mouths. I'm losing track of my days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I got this vacation coming up. Not next week, but the week after. Nice. And I'm already... It's too early for me to be checked out because I'm about to go on vacation, but I'm already checked out yeah. because I'm going to go on vacation. Yeah. I had yesterday off because it was uh, the primary elections. Right. And so the community center was closed down. It was a polling place. Mm-hmm. And they they won't let it, the normal employees into the building when they're doing elections. Yeah. Only election workers, because we might tamper with the voting machines. Yeah, I got to do mine at uh, our uh, housing area, our suburbs, whatever. We have a a pool open to the public, and that's where ours was. Okay. So that was kind of cool. That's convenient. Yeah, I just drove over there. They liked my uh, wife's car. She has a Ghostbusters sticker on the side, so we had a few people say, Hey, Ghostbusters, right on! (laughs) (laughs) When you say a Ghostbusters sticker, people might be imagining Imagining like a bumper sticker, it's you know the one of the huge yes, like the no ghost symbol. We yeah. have uh, stickers on both sides of the the uh, on the, the, the front leg. doors. Yes, yeah, the the doors, and it doesn't it doesn't look like a sticker that you just slapped on there. It looks no. like it looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's a. Uh, 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 we get a lot of people, especially drive-through. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's McDonald's people love us. <laughs> it's not actually an old ambulance, but it looks like no, the no, it's a it's otherwise. a Kia yeah. Sportage, I think. I'm it's, not really a car guy, but it does not have flashing <laughs> lights or yeah. or <laughs> beeps or sounds or anything like that. I mean, I think you can get those like the the light bubbles that you can that just stick on that you can put on your car, we, but. For Halloween last year, we had a whole bunch of like blinking lights, but okay. the car was stationary. We just had it parked out front of our house, so it looked like a decoration. So we had tons of like, you know, it looked like police lights. That's but, uh, cool. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the legality of that is. Yeah. If you're actually driving around, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can get in trouble for that. I don't want to risk that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, everybody loved it. They're all like, "Your car looks great. Thanks." Nice. Thanks. I have the most boring anonymous car. <laughs> I it is constantly getting lost in parking lots. Well, it, it's you know what? It gets good gas mileage. That's true. It's I, a nice car. It's it is. I like it a lot. And and Lord knows I put enough miles on it that yeah, it's gas is expensive, Kenny. I remember we were trying to come up with a name for it, like a Star Trek shuttlecraft name. Oh yeah. And we never did. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I got old. I don't name my cars anymore. It's oh, terrible. Oh, really? I yeah. still drive Fathom. Fathom, God bless. Air conditioner's oh, yeah. out of that now. Oh, oh, that's rough. Driving with the window down. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> oh. Well, you know who has air conditioning in the future is Batman. It's I, not Spellbinder. I, it's Shriek. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, well, I tried. see you later. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh Lord! We watched Babel. Did Babel? Babel. Did we? We okay. We and I had to Babel. look this up. Yes. Apparently, uh, uh, biblical times, ancient yes. days, there was a giant tower of Babel. Yes. That uh, the people underneath it couldn't understand what the people above in the high tower of Babel were saying because they were so rich and wealthy. 
Yes, it's yeah one of those old biblical fables clearly being referenced here. People tried to build a tower to the heavens, and God got pissed and said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up your mouth." Yeah. So and that's why there's more than one language. Look at us, we're good podcasters. Yeah, we yeah, learn. It's great, and uh, you know this is also the same basic premise. I think I talked about this last week as a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode, also titled Babel. Huh. And everybody caught a virus in that episode that jumbled up their words and they couldn't understand each other. Oh. But it w- that was more about, like, the virus contagion. Like, oh, we got a quarantine outbreak. Ah, That's a hell of an episode to go back and watch in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah. When, when we've just been through, you know, the, the virus <laughs> right. that defeated all, all <laughs> attempts to quarantine it. <laughs> but not in New Zealand. Nope. They yeah. figured it out. It, it, it turns out it's a little easier to track people's comings and goings when you're in a tiny island. Them hobbits. <laughs> hey, I know what's up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this episode, well, I guess I let the cat out of the bag. We're going to have a yeah. Shriek episode. Sorry. it's it's We're, we're shrieking it up. But first, uh, Bruce and Terry are hanging out in the Batcave, kind of exchanging war stories. Yeah, the, the suit has got some battle damage. Some uh, debris... Uh, the yeah. fragments from a grenade blast. Yeah, two grenade blasts two. specifically. And it was Mad Stan again. Stan! Yeah, we didn't see him. We, yeah, just, you know, man, I, wa- I want to know what Mad Stan's up to. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still mad about the information overload? Maybe. Has he moved on to some entirely different motivation? Who knows? Who knows? It's but... been known to happen to Batman villains. So they're, they're talking over the suit. They have, uh, you know, like doodads and uh, Bruce is looking through a telescope to put the wires together. You yep. know, it's techno jargon. Science. Bruce is explaining that at one point he was in a situation and Robin did save him, but he didn't know if Robin was going to save him. And Terry was like, so you walked in blind? Yep, it was and into a trap and Bruce says, yeah man, if if that's how it had gone down, you know, sometimes you got to walk into the trap because otherwise innocent people are going to die. It's part of the job. That might come into play in this episode. <laughs> so uh, Terry says, you know, you could have died. And, uh, and Bruce says, we got a lot of work to do. He wants to change the subject. Yep. He's uncomfortable with it. Yep. And you, you know who's really sensitive to awkward social situations is dogs. They are. They fix everything. Yeah. They, they're, and so Ace the Bat Hound jumps in and says, oh, did you need to change the subject? What if, uh, new topic, I bite your face off. Yes. Ace just goes nuts. Yeah. He's super, a- super like jumpy and he's, he's clawing, he's barking. Yep. Totally aggro. He's jumping at Terry and, you know, he and Terry have never super gotten along. But then he leaps at Bruce, too, and it's, yeah. Terry's, like, yanking him off, and they finally manage to subdue him, and uh, Terry has to take him into the vet. Everybody's animals are going nuts. Yeah, we're not just dogs. There's birds, there's lizards, you name it. Snakes. Uh, there, was, there was at least one turtle. I didn't see the turtle. It was just in a blink and you miss it, like, corner of one shot. And I'm over here like, what does an aggro turtle look like? If a, just a really vicious, aggressive turtle. Well, clearly they would pick up nunchucks and... Yeah. You know... They might get so aggressive with those nunchucks, standards and practices might take them away and make them use a grappling hook. That's right. That's That's a a fact. (laughs) That's just... And in Europe, they'd be known as Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Right. So it makes them seem less aggressive, less threatening to the children. I feel smart today. Do you feel smart? Oh, oh boy. I feel like... You've got your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt on. I do. So you know what's going on. Do you like it? Clearly. It's very nice. I like it too. (laughs) It's a, a shirt that looks like the video games. 
Yes, it's it's not like you, you have to look at it for a second to realize what it is, and I always appreciate that. Yeah, it's a fun shirt. It's a good shirt. Uh, but anyway, yes, so animals are going crazy. Yeah. Don't know why. Max, Max is there. She's got a cat. The cat's real pissed off, and she's chatting with Terry and says, yeah, I'm just happy I don't live at the zoo right now. And Terry's like, fuck, the zoo. <laughs> so, I yeah. gotta be Batman and go fight elephants. So he, yeah, he books it out to the zoo. And yeah, like you said, the zoo animals are going crazy. There's an elephant. Uh, an elephant who never forgets to kill. Uh, charging the safety uh, b- boundary. Yeah, he's like breaking out of his elephant enclosure. Uh, gorilla goes nuts and does break through the iron bars. And I'm like, does whatever is doing this, does it give them super strength too? Because if the gorilla could just bend those bars and get out of there, I don't oh, think you've yeah, got to be yeah. a super aggro gorilla with whatever mind control is happening. I think maybe you just do that so you can not live in a cage no more. Uh, maybe. But I don't know. I'm not a gorilla. Well, anyway, the gorilla's running loose. Luckily, Terry's there yep. to subdue the gorilla using uh, his grappling hooks and tying him up. Uh, and the elephants are going a little crazy. They're charging too, but they stop. Yep. And and the zookeepers, are they attribute this to Bat. Batman must have done something. He's a cool guy. Thanks, Batman. We got it from here, but... Thank you for saving us. You're great. Yes. Yeah. So Batman did a good thing. Yeah. So that's 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 good. But he you know goes on back to the Batcave. We gotta figure out what's going on here. What's 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 the deal? What's causing this? So using uh, Bruce's detective work, he's finding out that these animals they hear at a different wavelength than we humans do. Yes. This wavelength is driving them nuts. Yep. There's, it's like the dog whistle, except this is a whistle that makes you crazy. And it started at exactly midnight and ended at exactly 2 a.m. So you know it's some artificial, natural phenomena. Don't work on the hour like that. Now, who's good with hearing stuff? Oh, it's Shriek. Well, it's not really because he's deaf now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's Shriek. Yep. He's uh, been released from, I guess, according to Bruce, they put him in a mental facility, which seems weird to me because... He never seemed crazy, just criminal. Maybe he pled, uh, pled insanity, insanity. To, yeah. to get off the hook. I mean, I guess, because they let him out. They said he's cured, but he's not cured. He's real mad at Batman. Yeah, he's he's got a hired goon. This hired goon has very distinctive eyes, like animal eyes. I, I, was, I said in my notes, I think he might be lightly spliced. Yeah. He's got slightly pointed ears, purple hair, and yeah, like black. The whites of his eyes are black, and he's got, yeah. Yeah. So I I like this, that by this point in the show, you can just throw a dude with a design like this here and the audience can just accept, I don't know, probably spliced. It's fine. Uh, It's the future. People do that. Yeah, the kid does stuff for Shriek and and he's like, you're probably going to get a lot of money, huh? And Shriek's like, I'm not doing it for the money. I want revenge. Yeah, look on the news. Batman, everybody loves him. I'm going to kill him. Yes. And his, his assistant, Ollie, is his name. He doesn't quite say it, but I'm getting the, the sense of, wait, so if we're not going to make money, why am I helping you? And the answer is, Shriek has a tuning fork that causes orgasms. Yes, uh, this tuning fork, it, it it looks like a future tuning fork. Oh, yeah. Uh, puts it against the, the, the kid's brain, and I guess it just gives him all kinds of sex pleasure. I, I mean, <laughs> we, we don't see any elaborate fantasy where his parents love him, a la Spellbinder. No, no. What we do see is him making some very disturbing moaning sounds and, like, slumping to the floor and... Almost drooling from pleasure. Yeah. Uh, and 
This tuning fork, it shows up over and over through the rest of this episode. It's constantly has the camera, like, zooming in on it, pointing close to it, making sure you know where it is at all times. Yes. So it's clearly very important. Yes. Keep an eye on it. Because it's something's going to happen, by God. That's our Chekhov's gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Shriek takes off his helmet, yep. and he can't hear the, the wonderful sounds of sec no- sex noises. Yep. Uh, he's deaf. That's is, caused by Batman. Yep. That's why he's so mad. He's all of those these sounds he can only hear when he's in his sound suit. Mm-hmm. So yep, he's sets off a, a new wave of terror across Gotham. Somehow by messing with air, sound, particles, yeah. he jumbles up everybody's speech. Terry and Bruce, they're talking, and their talking starts to become uh, jibber jabber. Yep. Just You'll, Sounds like Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> it cuts back and forth between them, and the one whose viewpoint you're seeing the scene from will say what sounds like normal language, and the other one will reply, and it'll be, yeah, but, you know, in the global farm, we could just say scoop-de-doo. Yeah. I say, like, wait, Terry, what are you saying? Barka-darka-darka? Yep. <laughs> and so it's, it's happening across Gotham City. Yep. So Terry's got to go save the day. He's flying around in the, in the bat plane, and... Uh, so it's only audible speech that is, you know, a problem. Uh, you know, text, reading, that still all works fine. So he and Bruce are communicating through text messaging. This is apparently the one circumstance when it is acceptable to text and drive. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, uh, Terry's got to make sure the city's fine because it's causing, you know, craziness. Car crashes, people are getting mad at each other, starting fist fights. Yeah, society crumbles very quickly under... Like, writing still works. (laughs) It's not like people are unable to communicate. Yeah, but I'm sure they're freaked out. And they're they're average Joes. They don't know that. Yeah, I mean, you know, some... But yeah, some people seem to to jump to looting really quickly. Almost as if this is a horrible dystopian future hellscape where uh, the lower (laughs) classes have been oppressed for too long and will seize on any excuse to rise up against their corporate oligarchs. (laughs) That's right. And maybe Batman should fucking get on board with the revolution. Join the the class struggle, Batman. Stop simping for this billionaire. No, he won't. No, he's going to punch poor people. Yes, there's... (laughs) There's a construction site happening. <laughs> yep. There's a flying, it almost is like a helicopter, but it's a hovercraft. And yep. they need to put one more component onto this tower and they're done for the day. And, but the pilot can't understand the air traffic controller is telling him, no, go this way, not that way. And it's yeah. a big crash. Batman has to swoop in in the bat plane and pick up the giant crate and save people from falling. It's yeah. a big elaborate sequence. It's hard to explain, but there's missiles involved. There's yep. catching uh, people, moving people out. There's an old lady that pushes a cop out of a way. Yeah, that that one was... <laughs> so, yeah, old lady waiting to cross the street. Traffic cop, you know, unknowingly has some shrapnel, some rubble falling at him from above. And the old lady is saying, yelling something that sounds like hoobble flobble snibble snap. Yep. But she's also very clearly pointing up, and rather than look up in the direction that she's pointing, the cop just stands there like, Duh, what's she trying to say to me? The granny saves his life. She, this is a kick-ass granny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to see the adventures of kick-ass granny saving people during Gotham's dark night of 
people's jumbled. I bet she had. We could have a whole episode just following her. Yeah, I bet she does some fun stuff around the around the city. And you know what? I bet she's down for the cause. I bet she's not punching poor people or no, sipping for no. billionaires. She knows. She knows. She sees a loot. You, you you know there's there's a saying. If you see somebody shoplifting baby food, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I I bet. I bet Granny, she's probably seen some shit. Yeah. It's Gotham City, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gotham City. She, she, she knows if you're just stealing stuff, you're not hurting people, just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. It's none of your business. So, uh, but Batman <laughs> did save that worker. He, yeah. he, he drops him off. All the workers are like, good job, Batman. Yeah, but everybody loves Batman. We're leaning real hard on this yeah. until... Shriek calls in his ransom demand to, to Barb down at Gotham PD, which, by the way, also, this has been going on for seemingly a couple of hours now, and Barb and whoever her lackey is at Gotham PD are still trying to talk verbally to each other. Yeah. Like, guys, you've had a while to figure this out. Get a fucking post-it note. Write it down. She's trying to, to like, take care of the chaos as best mm-hmm. as she can. When the voices start coming back, we can talk to each other again. There's a pickup or a phone call pickup. It's yep. Shriek saying, "I want Batman at midnight." Yeah, I, I don't care about money. I want Batman to show up and die. Yes, that's that's the deal. Let's go. He's gonna be uh, uh, killed yep. by me. Yes, and there's nothing you can do about it, or or else I'll jumble your your words. And he he doesn't quite say it straight out what's gonna happen, but he hints like, "But next time, it's not just gonna be your words jumbled." We're going to keep escalating this situation until I get what I want. Uh, So Barbara tells Bruce and Terry. And Bruce is like, so you want me to hand over the kid? Just hand him over. Nope. Not going to do it. Yeah. And Barb, I'm really not sure where Barb is coming from because she says, well, no, but give him to me and we'll figure something out. And I'm like, what? What does that mean exactly? Uh, what is your... She would have probably come up with a trap. She's smart. I, I, I guess, but I wish she had... Because the, the writers are not quite willing to have Barb be the voice of, guess Terry's gotta die! Because <laughs> that would turn the audience against Barb. Right. But since they're not willing to let anybody voice that, it means that Bruce and Barb are kind of arguing over nothing? Because Barb doesn't actually have a plan. She doesn't have a plan, and Bruce doesn't want him to go. Yeah. Terry disappears during the argument. And Bruce is like, where'd Terry go? Terry went over to Max. Max. Yes, he decides that rather than get in the bat plane and try to find Shriek, which is what I'd be doing right now to kick his ass, I'm going to have a heart-to-heart with Max. Max. He's depressed, he's feeling a little low, he turns on the news, and all the people that he had saved in previous events, yeah. like the zoo or the construction site, they're all like, yeah, Batman should kill himself. Yeah. We're, we're more important than one guy. Fuck that guy. Look, it's, it's not that I wish ill on him. I just want him to die so that my words can come out straight. Yeah. Yeah. So Max says, you want to kill yourself for them? Brings up a good point. Yep, and she also brings up like, hey, maybe think about, you know, your mom might have some feelings about that, or your brother. Hey, didn't your dad just die like, what, eight months ago? (laughs) They're probably dealing with some shit. I wouldn't feel great about it. Dana would probably give a shit. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably. Uh, So, yeah, we have to mull this over. Uh, meanwhile, we're back at the Batcave, and uh, Bruce is, you know, he's looking at these blueprints, trying to figure out where Shriek is. Yeah, there's some kind of, like, interference pattern. It's not as simple as just, like, tracking it down to the source of the signal. 
And he's kind of talking it over with Terry, like, hey, were you going to go kill yourself for, to, to make Shriek happy? And Terry's <laughs> like, well, it's not like plan A. But And then Terry has an idea in his brain. Yeah. Kenny, you know what? You know what's been apparently part of the Gotham skyline forever, but we've never seen before and nobody's made a big deal of? Is a giant tower shaped like a tuning fork. That's right. Uh, And there it is, clear as day. Shriek is using the design of the building to send out the signal. None of this is how sound works. (laughs) But that's the location. So Terry's got to go there. Yep. And he goes and punches Shriek real hard. Shriek says... (laughs) <laughs> so he shows up and Shriek's like, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted you to give yourself to me so I could murder you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is poor planning on Shriek's part. Batman shows up into this trap and there's there's no trap. It's just let's fight. Yeah. Uh, Shriek, well, I, there's, there's some trap. Shriek's uh, Ollie, uh, yeah. a hired goon. He, he knocks the tuning fork away from him. Now, keep an eye on that fork, mister. It's so important. The camera is just making love to this tuning fork. Uh, this, this kid, Ollie, pushes a button and it makes real loud noises. Yep. It's given, it's given uh, Terry a migraine in the bat suit. Even Bruce can feel it from however far away. It's, it's bad news. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, it's a uh, Shrek Shriek. <laughs> Ollie! Ollie, give me, the, give me the tuning fork and get out of my building, Ollie! Shriek takes off his helmet because yep. he's deaf and he's like, all right, now we get to do this on my terms. Yeah. Because he can't hear the loud noises. So he goes down an elevator, <laughs> one floor, yep. goes up to uh, Bruce and starts fighting. Yep, or Terry, rather. Terry, yep. God damn it. <laughs> Our words have been jumbled by this yeah, dumb episode. Yeah, I, maybe it's the tree to blame. Uh, <laughs> never, no, never no, no. I take tree. it back. I immediately regret that. Woo, <laughs> boy, howdy! But it's a Batman third act. There's a big dumb fight sequence. Uh, Terry judo flips Ollie into a control panel, which is apparently where the self destruct button for this whole tuning fork building was ollie uh tries to fix it by pushing some buttons but i mean it's broken and its sparks are flying it gonna blow up yep the whole building comes down right on shrek's head and and let me tell you that tuning fork is presumably buried in this rubble and we never see it or hear from it again what probably happened is a deleted scene but we don't know I, I was, the whole time, I'm like, so clearly the tuning fork's going to go off into Shriek's suit and he's going to be stuck in orgasm mode forever or something. I thought he was going to take the tuning fork and jab it into the machine to make it blow up. That would have been fine, too. Instead, that Chekhov's gun was a Chekhov's misfire. It did it, it, nothing. We don't know. We don't know. I'm assuming deleted scene. But anyway, yes, the building has crumbled. It is two towers. Yep. I checked the date. This was released in 2000. Yep. So, uh, yeah. This, this that was, would have been about nine months before shit went down yeah. in, uh, in New York. That was the first thing I Googled. I was like, yep. when did this come out? Cause, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, that it's was, 2000. That was the second thing I Googled. The first thing I Googled, this, uh, this episode came out seven years after the Deep Space Nine episode. Oh, okay. So DS9 got to it first. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the building crashed. We assume Shriek is dead. Yep. Uh, and uh, Bat, I'm sorry, yes, Terry and Bruce. Yep. Back in the Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing suits like the beginning of the episode. And uh, Bruce says, thank you, by the way. I was 
very proud of you for what you did. Mm-hmm. How did you know you were going to you know, survive that? You seemed like you were walking into a certain trap. And Terry changes the subject. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Let's fix this suit and not talk about my potential death wish. All right, thus ends Babel. Yes. Kenny, does this episode hold up? It is not a perfect episode, but I was never bored. I got kind of bored. Oh, no! And... You know, and I say over and over again, the heart of this show is the Terry-Bruce relationship, the character stuff. It felt like the characters were all just a little bit off this episode. I get it, I, and, and uh, I feel like it's scattered. Yeah. Very scattered-brained. But overall, I like Shriek. I like that villain. And mm. uh, I enjoyed the playing with the uh, people talking and whatnot. And the crane scene was a pretty action-packed set piece. Yeah, I mean, that was that was perfectly fine as, as such set pieces go, but it uh, seems like we're getting into the weeds here. Maybe we should break it down all the way with some science. Yeah. I'm a disciple of science. Yes! Yeah. All right. All right. Now, uh, uh, Reginald has uh, still his, his uh, communication helmet that lets him talk to rats. Yes. Uh, we have not uh, cross-tested it with the orgasm fork yet. Uh, that sounds like... You ever hear uh, that if you have sex on ecstasy, like that's a real bad idea yeah because it's never going to be as fantastic yep I'm thinking maybe I don't know if it's ethical to even try this on the rats no original oh it's too late they're going at it well wow they fuck just like we do wow that's great well we may very well have some horrific half Reginald half rat (laughs) mutant children Sooner rather than later. I stole that joke from Bad Boys too. I can't take credit. <laughs> it's okay. I ha- I haven't seen it, so it's new to me. There we go. Well, we might as well put our lab coats on then and take our pants off. Woo! All right. Getting out the list here. We got 24 episodes on this motherfucker. Yeah. Damn, we've been at this for like half a year almost. Yeah. Wow. We're getting closer to three ep- uh, season three. Yeah. Yeah. Getting there. I. My memory was not wrong. Season two's been not the greatest. I'm looking forward to season three. I, I remember that as being a, a step back up. There's going to... Well, well, we'll talk about season three when we get there. There's yeah. an episode or two that I do not like from season three, but... Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> we try to keep an open mind, because that's what science is, too. Yes, it is. I'm going to keep my mind open to this list. Rebirth, Deadman's Hand, Hooked Up, Lost Soul, Shriek, Meltdown, Disappearing Ink, Ascension, Mind Games, Blackout, A Winning Edge, A Touch of Karari, Splicers, One Spurn, Hidden Agenda, Golem, Earth Mover, The Judge, Revenant, Spellbound, Joyride, Heroes, Bloodsport, Rats. Yeah, rats! All right. <laughs> <laughs> starting to appreciate rats. Rats! It it's just comes right at the end. It's just one more little rats, and then I'm done. I like it. It almost sounds like a joke, like you're... you're... Uh, punking our audience <laughs> and rats rats fuck it they won't look it up <laughs> the the title has an exclamation point in it and that makes me happy they're not gonna look it up <laughs> but it's real people it's true it was we a t- real thing we watched oh buddy <laughs> all right is Babel better or worse than number five shriek no <laughs> Yeah, Shriek was... <laughs> yeah. Shriek, Shriek had a plot that more or less held together. It uh, had Terry doing some good detective work. Uh, I mean, this was... you know Terry was the one who finally figured out the final puzzle piece in this one, too. It's just that that was a dumb puzzle this, piece. This is a good Terry episode. He's a good hero in this. 
Yeah, all that stuff felt on the nose to me, though. Oh, like, really? I liked it. I, I leaned so hard into... And I don't know. I just, like, really? Shri- I mean, Shriek's fine, but he's the guy that... I don't. I didn't buy this as the threat that would make Terry think. Well, maybe I gotta die to stop this one. The music is very like it implies that something dramatic is about to happen. Yeah, that's true. And we we sort of uh, skipped over it. There was a whole flashback scene. Yes. Of Terry reliving that moment where he goes up the stairs and through the hall to to where his you know his dad got killed. The ha ha ha. And, yeah. Yeah. There's like. Ominous Latin, like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, this is important. <laughs> Not like the tuning fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see what they were going for. That stuff just all fell flat to me, though. Oh, really? I enjoyed yeah. that. Wow, uh, we're coming at this at different angles. We really are. But, huh. you know, it sounds like we, we both concur that the first Shriek episode was better, yeah. though. So it seems like uh, it'll be interesting to see the science segment go on. But we're agreed so far. Yeah. In that case, is Babel better or worse than number 16, Golem? Yes. I think this is better than Golem. Uh, This was more ambitious than Golem. Mm -hmm. It was going for some character stuff. I think a lot of it failed, but Golem was just basic bitch shit character wise. So, yeah, yeah, I, I will concur as well with this one. Yeah. All right. This one suffered. It didn't have Blade. Stop goofing around, Blade. Yeah, we do. Well, we're going to get spoilers for next week. <laughs> She's not gone. I I had forgotten how much Blade was in this show. I Yeah, I didn't really. Uh, I, I did not. Re- I remembered Chelsea, and she's always been kind of in the friend group yeah. in the mix. And I obviously, you know, Dana and, and Max, Max. You know, it's hard to forget. They're parts of the ensemble. Blade shows up kind of a lot. Yeah, she does. I remembered her in the first Willie Watt episode. I didn't remember that she came back for another one, and I... Well, we'll get there next week. Yeah. In the meantime, is Babel better or worse than number 12? A touch of Kurare. Just a touch. Just a touch of Kurare. I think we're getting close. Yeah. I think I would give it to Kurare. It had... I don't know that any individual action set piece was was head and shoulders stronger than the big construction site right. rubble missiles, but it had more of them. Mm-hmm. And I liked the Terry and Barb sitting down and getting coffee and talking about shit. It's Tetrakarari is our probably our most action packed episode. Probably. Yeah, I, even though Karari is not my favorite villain, yeah. they did a lot of cool cat and mouse chasing each other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Karari is our Samurai Jack episode, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. There, It is It is so Samurai. We've had a few Samurai Jack episodes, and I think that one might be the most Samurai yes, Jack. Yes, I agree. All right. In that case, is Babel better or worse than number 13, Splicers? I think this one is a smidge better. I can go with that. Yeah. Splicers had had a cool bit of world building, which we're... There was a splicer in this episode. Yes. I like that little bit of yeah. continuity. But, yeah. I'm, I'm willing... Splicers had its one idea and then a bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. And this one was going for something more, even if it wasn't always successful. Yeah, so I agree. I, I, I will concur. Okay. 
Alright, so that's gonna place this one, Babel, at the new number 13 spot, oh. just below a touch of Kurare, and just above Splicers. Okay. And we don't have to think too hard about what we'll be splicing up next week. Yes. It is, and this is going to be a mouthful every time I read the list yeah. from now on. Terry's Friend Dates a Robot. That's the full title. That is the title of the episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> we just watched it. Yep. Uh, maybe you guys remember it. I, I mean, it's not... Look, the premise is right there. Yeah. It's not... I, I imagine the pitch meeting in the writer's room. So, you have a new Batman movie for me? Yes, sir, I do. And if Terry's friend dates a robot. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yep, let's do it. That's how they used to do Simpsons episodes. Yeah. The early episodes, they were like, I don't know. Uh, Bart gets hit by a car. Sure, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's a, there's a time to get real clever and cryptic with your episode titles, and then there's time for, you know, monkey fun, yeah, for exactly. example. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to tell the audience everything they need to know. Right. So if you're down for Terry dating a robot, join us next week. No, Terry doesn't date the robot. It's his friend that dates a robot. That's true. That's why it's in the title, Terry's yep. friend. date. So there's no confusion about who is dating a robot. Dana does not turn out spoilers to be a fembot in this episode. What if they did have one where Terry dated a robot? What if Dana was a fembot the whole time? I'd watch that I episode. I would have fell for that. Yeah, that would have been great. Because she's such a non-character. She's such been, a stock. It would have been like this perfect reveal. Season two. Holy shit, she was a robot. It like was, from Rachel Ghoul or something? Uh, yeah, and, like some... Yeah, I, I, I like <laughs> that would have been cool. We we got to get on the horn with DC Comics. What was the name of the the scientist guy who made uh, uh oh uh, Rossum Rossum Yeah, yeah. Rossum put Rossum. his brain in a jar and he's still making robots. Yeah, and the hard somehow made this thing, and and one of them's got to sleep with Terry, obviously, right? And might as well be Dana. We we're we're giving away gold for free, Kenny. We got to get DC Comics on the <laughs> horn and pitch this to him. Well, they'll probably just. I mean, you heard what they did to Bad Girl, right? They that's, just that's yeah. True. So they, they'll probably take it in. It's, they'll be like, yeah. Be, they'll, <laughs> they'll make the episode, and then it'll be in a warehouse with right. Bad Girl and the Ark of the it's, Covenant. It's like forever. Raiders of the Goddamn. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. You're pushing that with that one Bad Girl on like VHS tape or whatever. It is. <laughs> well, that's for next time. <laughs> yep. Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me in the warehouse with the argument. I mean, you can find the Y Skate TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can find me at HVI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv yeah. slash Ben Creighton. You can find the two of us right here at anchor.fm slash bat rankings. You can pledge us one, five, or ten dollars a month. You can subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. You can tell a friend. You can leave us a voicemail. These are all things we like. They did that in X-Files, too. They did. There was a big warehouse, like the, the pilot episode. And, and, like, this guy takes a little ID test tube thing and he puts it in, like, this, just like Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, oh, man. It's been a minute since I've watched the X-Files. You and I need to watch X-Files. But anyway, that's for next time. Yep, that's, that is for <laughs> next time. We got robots. It'll be fun. See you then. Bye.